Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Real House Bears, Bears of Salt Lake City, City Podcast. <laughs> I love that. I am so excited about this week. This is a big episode. Like, this is maybe my favorite episode uh, definitely my favorite episode of Salt Lake City and one of my favorite episodes of Housewives ever. Really? Yeah. See, what you all don't know is that even though Hunter and I watch the show together, we don't talk about it. When we talk with you all, we want to be authentic and have authentic um, reactions re- yeah, to each <laughs> other. So we don't talk about what our thoughts while we're watching it. And we watch the show at least twice before we record. So I'm really excited to talk about it. This has got a lot of... Um... Things that I caught in this episode, little things here. Like, have you noticed that everybody wears Chanel? Oh, yeah. There is Chanel everywhere. I noticed it so much that I did a Google search to see if there was a Chanel store anywhere near Salt Lake City or Park City. Was there? um, There was lots of stores that sell Chanel, but I didn't see actually like a Chanel boutique. I don't know, but all those women, if you look at every scene, they're wearing earrings, necklaces, full jump, like that denim jumpsuit that's in this episode. Man, that's an awesome one. Um, talking about clothes, I need to give a good shout out to Swish Embassy. Yes, Swish if Embassy. you guys have seen our Real House Bears of Salt Lake City t-shirts, that's actually where we got it from. Swish Embassy. S-W-I-S-H-E-M-B-A-S-S-Y.com. Um, go give them some love. Yeah, they're not even sponsors of ours. They just made these great shirts for us, and we love them, and they have all these great, great apparel in general. So go check them out. We're going to have to start making um, some Real House Bears of Salt Lake City to uh, give out to fans and stuff soon. Oh, definitely. For sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. This week was also really special because we had some friends come over and watch with us for the first time. Yeah, and a lot of them are either, well, ex-Mormon, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So our friends Bob and Tanner came over. Um, Bob had never watched The Housewives until Salt Lake City came out, but he's been watching because... I guess partly just for support for us and partly because it's his city. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I was really excited to have him come over because I know that he was uh, a former Mormon. and He then... actually designed one of the homes that the women are in. Right oh, now. yeah. I can't remember which one. I think it might have been Whitney's, but he did say uh, that those homes that, like, Whitney and Heather Gay live in, those are called ivory homes because I guess that's the biggest home builder here in Salt Lake City. Oh, we, I learned that from Bob. I had no idea. And then our friend Tanner also came. And I don't think Tanner, I know that he hasn't watched any of Salt Lake City and I don't even know if he watches Housewives, but I do know that he's into some reality TV and he really enjoyed this episode because what was not to love about this I episode? I mean, it's crazy. Well, let's get into this episode. We've oh my got gosh. a lot to talk about. It is called Roaring Emotions. And Lord, was there some some roaring happening and this... Do you get it? Do you get... Roaring, the, roar, roaring 20s, get it? <laughs> yes. Like the 20s, roaring that 20s was party? A t- oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> well, Jen Shaw is roaring because she had 10 drinks in the car, according to what she said, starting off this episode. At Whitney's 
party and it's bumping. You could see Whitney making it rain on the dancers. That's fun. Yes, and then Jen, after her ten cocktails, comes and sits down in front of Mary with a cocktail in hand, and they exchange a very uncomfortable look. But she doesn't even go there to even talk to Mary. She wants to talk to Meredith. Yeah, she like sits down, and the media's like, hey, Meredith, do you want to come over here and talk? <laughs> On the way over to talk with Meredith, Jen is having a hard time managing both her train and her buzz. <laughs> I mean, I think, I'm sorry, my train is a little long, has become Jen Shaw's vocabulary. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure she has to say that so many times. Jen starts off telling Meredith that her feelings are hurt, and Meredith really doesn't want to talk about it at the party. But um, we find out, though, that Jen is... Kind of the, the root of a lot of this with her issue with Meredith is that Jen is a bit concerned that Mary is asking Meredith to choose sides, which Ugh. is really ironic considering that Jen has told Heather that's and, what Jen wanted. <laughs> yeah, told everyone to choose sides. But I some really things that came to light for me right here is that throughout this whole scene, while Jen is you know having an attack practically. Definitely alcohol-induced. You know, I, I thought, you know, does Jen have abandonment issues? She's worried about Sharif not being around. She just lost her relative that just passed away. Her dad. Yeah, her dad. And then we find out that she's worried that Meredith is canceling on her to go be with Mary and other people. I think since she lost her father, she's just trying to keep a death grip on all of her friends because she's afraid to lose anybody else from her life. Um, I think she's fine with losing Mary from her life because Mary... Because for one thing... She wasn't even at the hospital all day, and then Mary said that she smelled like hospital, and it was just to be mean. You yeah, know? I, Jen Shaw actually tweeted about that. She's like, let me be clear about yeah. this. It's not, yeah, it's just that Mary knew, Mary didn't even know that I wasn't at the hospital, and she said it anyway. I couldn't have smelled like hospital. Mary was just being yeah. mean. You know, I said last week, was that the worst thing in the world to say? No, but it was clearly mean-spirited and certainly hit a core with Jen Shaw. Yeah. It's funny, this conversation between Jen and Meredith, because Meredith obviously does not want to discuss it on TV. She doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I wonder when Meredith will finally flip and turn into a typical housewife that is on these shows. That is so funny that you say that because I wrote down that Meredith says, I don't want to engage. I'm not engaging. That's, which is very unhousewives yeah. of her, you need, but smart. It needs to be on the show. The argument has to happen in the show. It has to happen at a party or a dinner, and there has to be alcohol infused into it. Uh, right. <laughs> That's housewives. But, you know, Meredith is reasonable. It's fair that she did see at her her birthday party, if you want to call that, she did see Mary and Jen supposedly make up. So it's fair that she wouldn't even think that there was a problem. Yeah. But the rest of this scene is full of so many lines. Like, I, I, you can just transcribe the rest of this scene. There are so many scenes coming up, and mostly with Heather Gay, that I am, like, in love with. Seriously. I mean, she's, like, she's watching this whole fight go down, and she's just like, I'm not messing with that. F that. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. Because she says, she, Heather even says that once Jen's pissed off, she blacks out, and there's nothing you can do. All you can do is be a good friend. <laughs> All you can do is wait for your lollipop chicken, chicken drumsticks. Oh, my gosh. She is so funny. She's, like, she's sitting there. She's like, it's all right. I'll, if I make eye contact with her, I'll go over. If I can't, then I'm waiting for my lollipop chicken drumsticks. <laughs> right. What is with chicken drumsticks? 
drumsticks. Well, like, uh, lollipop drumsticks. I think it's so funny because in the first episode, there's lollipop drumsticks. Yeah, you know I love meat, so like <laughs> I would totally, I would be all over the the meat popsicles. <laughs> right? I'd be all over them. That's why I love Heather Gay is like my spirit animal when it comes Seriously. to that. <laughs> and then later on in the scene, when she's like, "Guard the burger and my chicken lollipop drumsticks," like that was just she's beautiful. like makes sure that they know do not touch the burger. I'm coming back for those drumsticks, too, those lollipop drumsticks. But what's funny is when I was younger, um, there was a um, food truck that I used to go to that had pork lollipops. And it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. And so I I guess it's been around for a long time, but I've never heard it so much. And this is, what, episode four? Yeah. And it's already... And here's those drumsticks again, the lollipop drumsticks. I can't believe this is the first season. Like, this episode is so, like been in the show for a few seasons beautiful but you can t- one way that i can tell that jen and meredith are actually kind of close is because you know sometimes when you're in a vulnerable position and when you're out of control you take your anger out on people that you love because you know that they'll forgive you yeah and i and listen i there's no way that jen would say f you yeah you should probably f and leave right f and now to meredith if she didn't think that well first of all she probably doesn't even remember saying that but even her drunken self i don't think she would have said that if she didn't feel like she would be forgiven for it yeah and she just is she feels so betrayed and hurt like she's so hurt about this um i, I feel bad that jen is going through this and i think it really stems from her losing her father it's become I mean, the one-year anniversary, it's on the back of her mind, it's on the back of her head, it's stressing her out. She doesn't have Sharif there to, you know, because you could obviously tell that Sharif centers her. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's been gone. Now, listen, again, social media is turning on Jen Shaw. They are so angry with her for acting like this. And, you know, normally I would be too, but I... I just love Jen Shaw. She gives great television. <laughs> oh my gosh. When when she yells out, you're going to go with Mary who effed her grandfather. If you look in the background right at that scene, there's a girl that is sipping her tea like she is so excited to watch this. <laughs> yes. Like she's just like, "Ooh, and she you, is I love getting her tea." I love looking in the background at yes. like parties and stuff. Sometimes you'll see the greatest background like people. It's so funny. Without a doubt. And you know, I think that Jen Shaw is kind of getting the reputation of being, you know, the bad girl or maybe even, heaven forbid, the villain Mm -hmm. of the city. But here's my thing. First of all, every show has to have conflict. That's why the housewives work. They have to have conflict. She's given us that. Oh, yeah. Now, when these bad girls become villains, in my opinion, are when they don't have any other redeeming qualities. Like, if they're just nasty all the time, then they're kind of hateable. But if they have fierce fashion, if they have great one-liners, yeah, great if they have um, a, some charm when they're not being nasty, those are the best like reality TV, if you want to call her a villain, and that's those are the best kind. So Jen Shaw, I don't, again, I don't think, other than <laughs> she's being flat-out mean to Mary, yes, but otherwise, I think that she's funny and she's charming, she's got fierce over-the-top fashion, and she's what I want out of a housewife. Yeah, she's entertainment for sure. Yeah, so uh, I, I and plus I was a middle school teacher, and so I can I can identify this behavior very easily and understand where it's coming from. You know? Yeah. 
Oh, gosh. And then Heather Gay says another great line. She says, I after grandpa, so what? (laughs) (laughs) But she was right. She's like, I wouldn't want my friend to say that about me, even if it was true. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, like, clips was when Jen is leaving the party and she whips her train on the way out the door. Okay, that would be so infuriating. When you're pissed off and you're trying to make an exit and your train keeps getting stuck at the door, I would be ripping that thing off. (laughs) But if you take just that... That moment it actually looks pretty fierce oh yeah <laughs> she's like just... rips that out she goes, <laughs> but then like heather's chasing after her because sharif isn't there yet and she's calling out she's like jen jen and jen turns around and says don't yell at me <laughs> <laughs> she's not yelling at you she's just trying to get you oh she screams it oh by the way whitney's husband was looking good in that suit I, you know what I... <laughs> sorry that i have to mention that no listen you're totally okay i was you know in the the very first episode, I took an easy shot at calling him a little prick, but he's, I, I, you know, the few moments we've gotten with him on screen, and the more I've heard Whitney talk about their relationship, the more I just like what I know about him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet. <laughs> and, you know, back to Heather Gay, helping Jen through this, she's just such a good, supportive friend. She is the kind of friend that I try to be. She knows that she can't fix this moment. She knows it's out of control. So what she does is just try to be supportive and calming and be like, and understanding, like, yes, I understand that you're a passionate woman. Passionate woman, that's a real nice way to say, I understand that you're being an absolute maniac right now. (laughs) But I did love that choice of words that she said. You're a passionate woman. This is why you're freaking out. This is why you're feeling this way. This is what's happening. And it's great. It's better than saying, girl, you're being crazy. Right. Well, um, Heather Gay has her own podcast called Live Love Lab. And um, since... Housewives is no longer just my hobby. It's now my obsession. I've been listening to the Live Love Lab. And I uh, recently, uh, they had an episode about men's health. And I just really learned, emotional health. And I really learned a lot from that episode and really learned a lot about Heather Gay and how caring she really is about people. Yeah, she you could tell she's got a big heart. And you know what else I love about Heather? <laughs> so in every other franchise, every single time the women go out to dinner, you know, they have like a sliver of an almond and maybe we'll smell a piece of meat and then they're <sighs> done with dinner. Heather Gay's like, give me that burger. Give me that meat on a stick. Right. I'm going to eat this in front of the cameras while I stare at hot men. I mean, right. it's just perfect. <laughs> She's so good. She's so relatable. Yeah. Like, she gives us the perfect mix of that lifestyle that I want to attain while also being relatable just as a decent human being. And she's so comfortable in her own skin. Like when she's talking to Sharif on the phone trying to get him here, she's like, I'm going to look like a flapper with cankles. <laughs> oh my God. That has been all over the internet. That is, that is, I, I feel like we overuse the word iconic a lot because there are so many just amazing one-liners from these ladies week after week after week. But flapper with cankles is really, I think, going to go down and Bravo history is one of those major lines. Totally. So after the party was over, after all of these very alcohol-induced moments... We get Jen in the car with Sharif. Screaming and screaming and screaming. But you could tell she is sobbing in the car. She's like doing that... (laughs) You know, when you can't catch your breath because you're just so upset. Like, she is just so... I think... 
a lot of it, like I said, losing her father, I think she's got a lot of emotion built up and it's all coming out right now. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And we learned there were actually quite a few things going on. There was kind of like a, a trifecta of a storm going on, but I'm glad <laughs> poor Jen looks like she's been sprayed in the face with mace. Her eyes I are know. so red and swollen. So even though this was wild and even though I've never in my life seen a TV show say F their grandfather or grandfather efforts so <laughs> many times like people who are down on the salt lake city housewives are nuts because this show is nuts in all of the best ways it is insane how many conflicts and so many weird characters and storylines have already happened um so after the next so we on the next day we have kind of a montage to all of the ladies talking about not only the party, but Jen in particular. Uh, the 20s party is on everybody's lips, That's and true. Jen is on the tip of their tongue. <laughs> That's a good line. I like Thank that. You. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Mary actually looks kind of pretty here. She has really, well, not that she's not pretty. I shouldn't say that way. But um, she has kind of a more natural makeup on, and she actually, look, her face is kind of nice. Mary's? Yeah, Mary's. Yeah. And her wig... It could be better, but it's definitely been worse. It's getting better. I mean, <laughs> if you look at all the RuPaul girls on their very first season and then after their season, I mean, they change. They they start to fine-tune their look. So I think that happens with every reality star. Yeah, well, I mean, all the Real Housewives, after their first season, they come back the second season looking like they spent that first season money on a <laughs> my friend, stylist. My friend that started watching this show, Nate, he said, do any of these girls know that there's plastic surgery available? And I'm like, I don't think that happens until like later on in the series right. when they start getting plastic surgery because they start getting that housewife money. Right, right, right. Well, actually, I was looking at the uh, Beauty Lab and Laser website yesterday, I think, looking at some of the very affordable prices, actually, and some of the procedures that they do. Um, I want the butt lift... The butt lift. Yeah, they actually offer a butt lift that um, I can't afford it anytime soon. I want to get the cool sculpt on my love handles. Well, listen, I'm pretty sure that Heather Gay can hook us up with that those procedures if we got the money. Money, honey. <laughs> then we find out that Meredith requires an apology from Jen, which I agree. Well, yeah, of course. And that Mary thinks it's because Jen wants to be the big dog. What do you think about that? No, I don't think so. I think it's... I, I think that Mary always goes towards, oh, well, they're just jealous, or they just want to be the big dog, or, you know, I don't know. I feel like Jen just wants to... I don't know. Well, you know... I don't know. Again, back to... I feel that Jen is a little concerned that Meredith might be choosing Mary over her. And even though I said in episode one, I hate it when people say you're just jealous. I think maybe this time there is just a hint of that Mary and Meredith are hanging out. So maybe there might be a little bit of jealousy. I also think Jen might not like Mary because Jen is self-made and Mary, you know, didn't work for the money that she has now. And I think that also comes into play with Jen not really liking her as a person because I think that, along with a lot of the world, thinks Mary is selfish and Mary is money-hungry. <laughs> yeah, well, then she should have spent some more money on that uh, Met Gala party we're going to be talking about later. Honey, honey. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back in Park City. I love Park City. It's Lisa and Meredith, and they're going to an art gallery. So, okay, 
Park City is beautiful, but my favorite part about Park City is honestly the art galleries. I agree. I love going into the art galleries. I can't remember the name of the artist right now, but there's an art gallery with this artist that draws like huge buildings with maybe just one window, but it's it looks so gorgeous. It's hard to explain. <laughs> and there's a lot of beautiful like nature painting. Like the art. That's our favorite thing about Park City together for sure is just going into the. All, there's like a hundred of them, and they all have unique, interesting. Paintings and sculptures and and I had good. no idea, bear, that somebody painted you. Yes, they get to look. So they look at this painting of a bear, and Lisa keeps trying to touch me. Lisa just wants to touch everything. Lisa she likes does. to touch. She's very tactile that way. And I love how the mayor, uh, the woman at the gallery, is like tries to be politely going, oh, you're my toucher girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love the only thing that's blurred out in that scene is it. The only thing I could think of it is 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 dicks on sticks <laughs> if you look at it it's all blurred out and it's just like these weird things on sticks so I don't know <laughs> well you know uh, Meredith says that she likes modern clean lines she likes things that are monochromatic and that art gallery worker owner whatever did not show anything that I would consider modern clean lines or monochromatic <laughs> no no not at all now, Meredith here finally tells Lisa, who uh, I think Meredith is closest to, that she's separated. Yeah, and you could tell that Lisa is very shocked by this because their entire families are friends with each other. So she thought nothing. I mean, all these women didn't think anything was going wrong in their relationship. Um, it's It's just sad to watch them both. Not saying anything to each other, but staring at each other and trying not to cry. Like, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. Because it's just, you could tell how much they care about each other and about each other's lives. And how big of a shock this is to Meredith's lives and now Lisa's life, too. It's, yeah. It's kind of ripple effect. Yeah, I believe it was very genuine. I heard on some interview or something that Meredith's husband, Seth, is actually the person who came up with the term Mormon 2.0. After Lisa explained to him about her faith and her take on her faith, he came up with Mormon 2.0, which now is part of Lisa's identity. So they really are friends. They really do hang out. And she really did, you know, and probably, you know, it affects Lisa and her husband as well, you know? Oh, so yeah, of course. Um, but I, I do love that Meredith and her husband are starting to date each other again. I think it's really important to stop and reconnect on a simple level as getting to know each other again by dating, just like that. When you have kids, they become the focus of the relationship, so it's hard when the kids go off and you're stuck with just your husband at home. There is no barrier. You kind of have to relearn each other's relationship because so much time has passed. People change and people grow apart. So I love the idea that they are dating each other again. I think that's so cute and it's very sweet. Well, you know what? Lisa, when she finds out that they're dating again, also says, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, too. She says, I love that so oh much. Oh, my gosh. So, like, in the first or second episode, she's like, I love your hat. I love your jacket. I love this. And now it's just, in this episode, it's, I love that. Over and over I and love that. You will hear it. Now that we've, like, pointed it out, you'll hear it all the time. Oh, seriously. I heard it. I know at least, like, four times in this episode. I, I marked it down every time because I was, I love that. <laughs> and um, uh, Lisa gives us, you know, Lisa hasn't had a lot of screen time so far in four episodes, but she's given us some great lines. Like, 
My favorite, she has two great makeup lines. When she's like, in her confessional, she says, Meredith Marks is messing up my makeup. I just, I don't know why that struck me as so hysterical. I, I mean, you remember, I yeah. just broke down laughing. And then when they're in the gallery, Lisa's like, I actually liked my makeup today, too. I know. She like, I just love it that they're both trying to save their makeup while Meredith is trying to save her marriage. Um, And, you know, I said earlier that I was always trying to relate to Lisa more, too, because I didn't like her at the beginning. But what I really really love about Lisa here is she says, what can I do for you? That is always my response. When someone I love is feeling sick, whenever someone I love is feeling bad, that's always my ask. What can I do for you? So another kudos to Lisa, another way that we're becoming BFFs <laughs> and relating to each other. I don't think that they got any art while they were there. But it was um, definitely a sweet moment between both of them. I think yeah. that was very artful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this show just is, isn't just about drama. It's also about friendships, and it's nice to see these genuine friendships. We open up with Deer and Mary's house. We just saw some deer across the street when we were driving, Bear. Oh, we do. We saw yeah. some deer with its two babies. Oh, that was really sweet. Maybe we were just down the street from Mary's house. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get our first glimpse into Mary's house, which I did not expect it. I expected it to be tchotchkeed up, lots of colors, random things, like completely unorganized chaos. That's what I was kind of expecting, but it's very white and regal and pretty. Well, clearly that is an editing situation. If you check out Mary's Instagram or check out our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Mary recently posted a picture showing me what I believed Mary's house to look like all along. Yeah, that's what I expected her to house to look like. It's got these crazy multicolored chairs, this crazy looking black and gold or something chandelier. It's as crazy as her wardrobe normally looks. So <laughs> they just didn't, she just didn't take Lisa through the crazy parts. Yeah, because I was totally expecting like like, you know, like shark jaws next to like a cactus next to like a doll or something right. like that. Crazy, like organizational, like chaos. Like, like Mary's outfit right here. <laughs> She's wearing a ball cap, a silk robe, gold lame pants. And Lisa thinks she's so put together. Listen. That pile of clothes that she has in that room, she just grabbed a couple items. Like Seriously? I said, she just grabbed some items, grabs six more, throws them all on. And she's like, I'm ready for the day. Let's do this. But that Chanel denim jumpsuit that Lisa oh, is wearing with a fur wrap, that is sickening. Ugh. Lisa has such great style. How can she, like she says in this episode, and she said on Watch What Happens Live, that she thinks Mary is so chic and so put together. I'm like, what are you talking about, sis? Mm. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Okay, now here comes Robert Jr. coming down to get lectured by mom. So apparently, um, he has bought his girlfriend um, a chinchilla, chinchilla fur, <laughs> a dog, and now a Prada purse. Uh, okay, I didn't know if he bought her like an actual chinchilla, like I think an it was actual chinchilla animal. Fur. Okay. I'm sure it's the fur. That's what I, I thought he got her an actual chinchilla pet. And I was How like, come that? I'm not dating Robert Jr.? I want some. <laughs> I want some stuff. I want some cool things. But you know what? Where do you draw the line at presents? Right there. I remember when I had to get like my girlfriend presents when I was quote unquote straight. Um, 
my mom gave me Twizzlers and a stuffed animal to give her. So, well, where, where, where did he get the money to get all of this stuff? For he used her? his mom's card. Well, I guess so. Does he have a line too? I mean, like, bro, uh, it's not gonna. <laughs> he's gonna have some kind of of line somewhere that he doesn't have to do any work for. Well, Brooks has a line of clothes, and, and uh, Lisa's son, the older one, is it Jack? Jack has a male skincare line. Listen. I'm not going to take advice from a 12 year old about skincare. Right. Period. He hasn't. Ha- he hasn't. He doesn't even have pimples yet. So don't give me that. <laughs> and he, or maybe that's because of his skincare line. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. But um, he says Mary's son says that he wanted to be a brain surgeon his entire life, but now because there is puberty and the potential for fame, he now has the glamorous chance at being a. Another fashion designer. And plus, what's the point of him even having to work for something like that? He has all the money. He has all the comfort that he needs from his mom. He doesn't have to work for anything. So he's not going to go to school to be a brain surgeon. He wants to do something fun and stupid. And put, well, not stupid, yeah. but fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, little effort. He wants someone to build this. St- he wants to have an idea yeah. and have someone. I mean, but isn't that all like 17 I just, year olds? I love it that he just comes downstairs. He's like, I'm, I'm, I want to be like a fashion designer, maybe. And he's wearing like scrubs <laughs> I'm uh, like honey yeah. if you're gonna represent yourself on TV now's the time to do it like well Brooks still hasn't really represented his brand on on TV yet but it's gonna be a black jumpsuit with a lion with his name down the side so it's not very creative or inspirational we do get to hear Grandpa Effer a lot more in this scene, which is if, always if that funny was the drinking hear. word of today's episode, we would be trashed. You, we would be wasted for sure. I like that uh, Mary says, or Lisa says, Whitney likes a good theme, and Mary says, "Well, she likes polls. I like events that are intimate." <laughs> <laughs> I love polls. I mean, what's not to love about a stripper pole, a dancing pole, and? What's funner than to spin around on a pole and almost break your head open? Well, like I said, I'm a bear. They don't have them. They don't have them. The, my size. Like I said, those are structural CP <laughs> yes. beams. You cannot play on that bear. So Mary wants to invite the ladies to a Met Gala themed luncheon. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, a Met Gala luncheon. I don't know what any of that means. Or what it's supposed to be, you know, I, I, I'm I, kind of confused. I'm very, listen, it gets even more confusing when we get to the luncheon. Uh, Mary's not sure if she wants to invite Jen. And it's funny because the question is not, should I do the right thing? Should I take Jen's feelings into consideration? It's not any of these things. It's which will get me in less trouble. Yeah. <laughs> which will Jen react to less? Yeah. Well, because Jen invited her to the first party. Lisa's birthday, or yeah, Lisa's birthday party. Remember, she yeah. wasn't going to invite her, but she invited her anyways. Yeah. So you know, and plus, this is the Real Housewives franchise. There is no what ifs or buts if you're going to invite somebody that you have drama with to a dinner, right? Uh, Met Gala. Oh, <laughs> well, thank God we get to move on to Heather Gay's house. Yay, Heather Gay's house! And here comes Jen in her matching Chanel jacket and fanny pack, which uh, I am dying for. I love it so much. It's so cute. Look at how it matches the jacket. It really is precious. It's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's all furry and like, I just, I need it. (laughs) I want to put stuff in the fanny pack and walk around and have that jacket on and be super cute and adorable. 
I love that Jen had food, like normally when I would show up at someone's house, I might bring a dish that I've made or a tray of food that I've ordered from a store. You want protein? (laughs) Jen shows up and has food delivered. She has sushi delivered. Listen, I love that. I need snacks all the time. My blood sugar will drop and I get very bitchy. (laughs) That's called hangry. I'm very hangry. I'm so hangry, so I need snacks. I love it that she has I mean, even when she's getting her like Botox and all of her, her... no sweat gen removal stuff and she's got protein she's got little snacks there too that's because she keeps sending Stuart to the Harmons Stuart 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 we actually went to the Harmons today and we thought of you Stuart if you're listening uh, I like um, there was one line I don't even know what they were talking about but I wrote it down because it was so so Heather Gay she says um, she likes men she likes them black tall done and available <laughs> <laughs> and Jen's, Jen's not only does she uh, not do casseroles, but she does not want Heather Gay to date or marry a cowboy. Because she does not want to visit her on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Heather, can you please be more, like, courteous to Jen's feelings? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, black farmers there are in the greater Salt Lake City area, so I think that Jen Shaw's going to be pretty safe there. All I know is I want to see this cowboy that Heather is dating. I want to see him. I want to see him in the boots, the cowboy hat, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather wants to talk about the party, and I like, you know, again, she's very caring. Her first question is, First of all, are you okay? I love that because it sets the tone for the conversation and that you are the first and foremost, and that you are first and foremost thinking about her health and happiness. So I love the way she starts off that conversation. Because it would be really easy to just jump in and be like, girl, Girl, you you are crazy this weekend. (laughs) Girl, you're slapping people. You're going crazy. (laughs) But then Jen Shaw's, again, someone with great one-liners, a lot of charm. Her response is, I'm okay. Do my lips look okay? Oh, my (laughs) And Heather responds with, I wish I would have thought of this because I want this to be my tagline for next season, is physically you're a dream, emotionally you're a mess. (laughs) Because that is so me right there. I I look pretty good on the outside, but on the inside, it is a total mess. It's a pigsty. (laughs) You know, whether you love Jen or not, you, she gives great TV. And it all appears to be genuine. You know, I believe that she is that over the top all of the time. I don't know. I mean, maybe she's put on a little bit more for the camera. That's understandable. But listen, I was a theater kid. I know people who are over the top 24-7, and that's just who they are. So maybe that's why I haven't turned against Jen Shaw yet. (laughs) You are over the top. Well, I'm over the top excited to talk more about this, but how about we take a pause and take a break? Let's do it. So Heather is talking to Jen, and Jen starts talking about her dad's death. Um, One week before all of this, it shows that she actually went down to her father's grave, and one of her biggest issues right now is not only just the death of her father, but being the oldest sibling of her family, she has the role of taking care of everybody now, and I feel that's 
so much weight on her shoulders. And it's another reason, like I said, the reason why she's acting so irate and crazy right now. She has got so much pressure built up on top of her with all this. And, you know, coming up to the first year of her father's death, you know that I lost my father this January and the only thing that's in the back of your head throughout the year is all the things that are happening in your life that your parent or your father or mom isn't there to witness or see or be around. So I really understand what Jen is going through here. Um, I have yet to even go to my father's grave yet because, you know, it it's hard and I don't want to relive all that stuff. So it's constantly on the back of my mind right now, especially with the holiday seasons. Um, so it's really hard. Um, so I understand why Jen is is feeling so helpless and feeling so irate and crazy right now. It's because of this. She also says at this moment that she talks more about Sharif never being there, more about Sharif never being there, and that he wasn't even there for her father's funeral, which blew my mind. I mean, again, you know I like Sharif, and when they show flashback photos of Sharif, I'm like, ooh, hey, Sharif. But listen, football coaches can certainly miss a game for their wife's father's funeral. Like, I, I didn't even... Yeah, is how I felt. I couldn't even explain that. Yeah, Jen and Jen may have been downplaying the importance of it because who knows if Sharif wanted to be there, you know, and she's like, you know what? No, you need to go. This is important. You have to go do this. It's your job. Um, But in the end, it it kind of is biting them both in the butt. Um, So I feel that Sharif. Maybe maybe the whole story isn't out that Sharif was just at a football game and wasn't there. Maybe he wanted to be there, but he just couldn't. Or maybe Jen was saying that, you know, you don't need to come. I would hope so, because, I, I, again, I can't justify that. I can't explain that. I, I can't even wrap my head around why he couldn't have been at his father-in-law's funeral. I feel bad that Jen had to experience that by herself, because... Um, it's all on her shoulders. It's all inside now. She can't, she needs to let all that out. It's building up inside of her and she needs to let it all out. And then Jen goes back to her situation with Meredith um, and spills the beans that Meredith is separated. Oops. I mean, Jen feels betrayed, so she's going to betray Meredith. But I, you know, again, I still am a fan of Jen Shaw. I, I, I try to understand what she's going through, and I'm not justifying her behavior by any means. And I definitely cannot justify uh, a revenge like this. Revenge is not my language. That's just not the way that I work. And sorry, Jen Shaw. You know, I love you, sister, but I cannot support that. <laughs> And she also, uh, Jen yells out that she spent $85,000 on her birthday party. I don't know. I, I, I know that Jen has like three or four or five different businesses, but holy cow. Sharif is, from what I understand, an assistant coach at University of Utah. I'm like, your lashes must be bringing in the coins, sister. She's hustling. She's hustling. But uh, hey, we're planning on getting married in October of next year if you want to help us out with the wedding. We have about $200 saved. <laughs> Well, let's clarify. We're already married, but because of COVID, we didn't get to have, have like, the, the ceremony. Yeah, yes, we want to yes. have a party this next year. So, anyways, so, no more slumber parties with Meredith, it seems. I guess <laughs> not. 
Okay, let's have maybe a moment of silence for the real Met Gala being so <laughs> disrespected here across the street from P.F. P. Chang's. <laughs> And she is being super bitchy to the party planner. She's like, can you guys read? These, are, I mean, that is a huge mistake and should have been noticed right away. But you don't need to say, can you read? Yeah, That's she rude. was really rude. Really, really rude. Um, but listen, this we've got lots to unpack about this Met Gala luncheon. But hey, Louis Vuitton gifts... Elisa, I thought it, I was really expecting Chanel something, <laughs> honestly. But man, that's awesome. At I want friends that do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, what is this? Are they Louis Vuitton Bibles in a fiberglass case? Like, what is this? But it turns out that they're actually pretty sweet gifts that we'll find out later. Um, and we'll get more into that a little bit. Well, but... I do love that she sat Jen at the very opposite side of the table than her. Did you well, notice that? Yeah, listen, she's not as dumb as we've given, as we said she is, clearly. Um, and Mary's Mary's wigs are looking pretty decent in the confessionals, I'll say. So, you know, it's just like, again, when Julia Roberts gets to shop in Pretty Woman, you have that moment. <gasps> I feel that way every time Mary has a pretty wig on. <laughs> Uh, now here we are at Jen's house, and she needs a Coach Shaw pep talk. Listen, I need a, for now on, I, I, that's what, I need to get, what is that thing where you can call and get celebrities? Cameo. Yes. I, I wrote that down too. He needs to do cameo. Yes, I need a cameo of just a Coach Shaw pep talk. Yeah, I, he can make so much money off of that. Jen Shaw, get Coach Shaw on cameo, so that I can uh, get my own pep talk to get me through the day when I'm having a rough day. Yeah, and so she's like kind of talking to him, and he basically just says that you know you need to that's not the venue to bring up any kind of arguments or anything like that you need to just check where you're at in your emotions blah 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 blah. um but it's funny because she says that the first time that she met coach shaw he (laughs) gave her a pep talk and he's like he says where your exit point jen where how do you know your how do you know your exit strategy and she's like i don't know sharif i just walked into a louis vuitton store (laughs) i'm not the cia yeah Now, Heather is confused about the theme for the luncheon, and I think we're all confused about the theme, Heather. Like, well, I think it changes a little bit. I, I think it's a Met Gala cocktail attire luncheon. Yeah, that's it. Listen, Whitney is so <laughs> good at, like, subtle shade, because if you just say, just simply saying, Met Gala cocktail cocktail attire luncheon. I mean, that was like, where's the shade rattle right there? I, know. <laughs> I don't know how she kept a straight face saying it, to be honest with you. But man, this so maybe let's giving Mary the benefit of the doubt. You know, that's my new leaf that I'm trying to turn. Maybe she was like going for you know last year the Met Gala theme was camp. So maybe Mary is going with the camp theme, and everyone who attends has to fish for their dinner and the centerpieces. <laughs> Where the beta fish are? Yes. <laughs> because I, th- and you know, the whole thing is campy. If you think of like camp drag and camp comedy and all that kind of like this is. I don't think anybody knows what to wear. Nobody knows what to wear exactly. Well, that's what makes the whole thing even more beautiful. Like, no, it's it's just crazy. 
The whole thing is just crazy. But I will say that the uh, the table was set quite beautifully. It was very. It was a very pretty um, setup. I, I love the live fish in the center. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I, I give, give it a hard time, but I thought it was. I thought it was sweet. Um, on the way to the Met Gala, Heather tells Whitney that Meredith and Seth are separated. So it doesn't. Here we take go. Long. Let's open up the gates. Let's let it all out. <laughs> you know, Meredith is a tough nut to crack. She, I. You know, I relate. To, I've re- liked Meredith from the beginning, and one thing that she and I have in common is that she internalizes her issues. She's not an open book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and back to the Live Love Lab uh, podcast, they talk about men's mental health and how men don't talk about their feelings. And I was like, Heather Gay, quit talking about me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I really, but because of that podcast, I've made uh, the c- conscious decision to be more open with my emotions and be. Uh, more open with my feelings about things. So, oh great! <laughs> now I'm gonna have to sit and listen. Get ready and buy some Kleenex. <laughs> uh, Mary and the owner of what looks like it's called Walter's Osteria are are toasting to something apparently pretty potent. Okay. <laughs> This owner of Voltaire's looks like he's going to take you out back to his De- DeLorean and be like, <laughs> we got to go save go back to the past. We need to save the future. <laughs> Doesn't that look like that's exactly what he's going to do? He's uh, got a DeLorean. He has a DeLorean car. DeLorean, DeLorean. Uh, he's got a DeLorean car somewhere. That... <laughs> And I think that he's working on time travel as we speak. <laughs> Listen, he's been to the future and back. He's already, <laughs> he's got some miles on him, that's for sure. Uh, he looks crazy. Did he know that this crazy-ass luncheon was happening from time travel? <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if Mary and him are, like, friends. You know, I, I, I didn't write anything down about that, but they did seem to have... Her, some kind Mary of know have, each other. They had a rapport, for sure, for sure. Um, Lisa well, she and she likes old guys. So, well, there you go. There you go. Um, Lisa and Meredith drive up, and of course, Lisa's response is, "I love that." <laughs> She's like, "I love ballet. Who doesn't love a good ballet?" <laughs> <laughs> and they walk in the red carpet, and like, listen, there are beef eaters. What is like- a beef eater? I had never heard that term. I know what those guys are because they like stand in front of the the palace in like Europe and stuff and they like can't make a face or anything like that they're like really stoic I hadn't why do they call them beef eaters? Do you know? Uh, you know what? I know that I've been told while why they are called beef eaters at some point. I don't remember right now off the top of my head. I, it would be a really quick Google search. What if you're a vegetarian? Can you not be a beef eater? <laughs> are there a vegetarian beef, beef eaters? eaters? Veg eaters? <laughs> maybe they just drink uh, beef eater. Isn't it gin a brand of beef eater? Beef eater is a brand of gin, I think. So maybe they just drink the gin instead. It's made, isn't gin made from like vegetables? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> But uh, Meredith and Lisa, they're like the Olsen twins. They every time I see them, they are they look exactly the same. But but you know, chic. Speaking of chic, them coming up here and they're amazing. Like Meredith already, we know can wear a pantsuit. Um, and Lisa's not wearing black for once. But you know, we did learn on um, BravoTV.com that she, pink is her favorite color. I can't, but that looks more red than pink. That's doesn't it? that's red with a black lace bra underneath it. She looks like top. Yeah, she looked like a camisole, but she looks amazing. She, they both look amazing in their pantsuits. 
But Heather Gay is really the only one that I feel is maybe dressed for such an elegant <laughs> affair, if you want to call that. The Met Gala cocktail attire luncheon. <laughs> At noon in Salt Lake City. Across the street from P.F. Chang's. It, <laughs> it's glamorous. And Whitney says, it makes no sense, but it actually screams Mary. Like, <laughs> again, thank you for the beautiful, subtle shade, Whitney. It's just really too and nice. does she have like four rosaries on, Mary? Does Mary have like four rosaries on? It, it depends on how like many it. she could find in that pile. <laughs> I told you, I swear she's got a Pile just piled up with just random clothes that she just sticks her hand in, digs around, and pulls it out. It's like a claw game or something. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. And can we talk about this wine that Mary brings out? Okay, so that's the potent cheer that they had earlier. Yes. Okay, she says in 2003, there was a heat wave. 5,600 people died, but it made the best grapes of all time. That is the worst thing to ever say even and she's a pastor like god like what is wrong with this woman she's like a lot of people died it was horrible oh but the grains were just fantastic i mean it's like and again she has such a hard time speaking she has to be a she's pastor so she has awkward. such a hard time speaking but you know what kudos to her she gave them all personalized beautiful journals she gave them louis vuitton airpods i mean what a nice gift that her congregation paid for. <laughs> it's 100% true, though. Where is she getting all of her money? She's getting it from her congregation. Well, you guys, uh, if you check out our social media platforms, especially Facebook and Twitter, I posted a YouTube video that is one of Mary's cousins dishing, telling what he believes to be the truth. And... Um, Wow. Check out um, our Facebook and our Twitter, and I posted that video. It's pretty explosive. Yeah, it's pretty eye-opening, but you know what? It does not surprise me. I've been saying this whole time that she's been, she's a little shady, and there's something up with her, and I'm not really appreciating it. Well, at least she prays over the meal, and then, of course, Lisa. I love that. <laughs> And Mary, like, practically has a breakdown while she's praying over these women and this meal. Who prays like that? Nobody prays, unless it's, like, over somebody dying. But this is a, this is lunch. <laughs> this yeah. isn't even dinner. I'm... And she's, like, about to break off into hysterical tears while praying for this food. <laughs> she says that she always gets emotional. But, girl, I mean, I've gotten emotional while I was praying, but certainly not over the food. Again, benefit of the doubt, I'm hoping that she's nervous, but I, f I believe that she's just not genuine. I think she's faker than press on nails. Oh, no, you did. She don't love herself. And the <laughs> the prayer went on for a little bit longer than obviously Jen Shaw was comfortable with it. She was Jen Shaw just looks around like, what is hot? What is what is this place? What is this prayer? What is this person? <laughs> what is going on? And I do love it that during this luncheon, Jen Shaw doesn't have any time for Mary. No, no. But you know, Coach Sharif said, Don't address it, don't address it, but you know. It's going to be addressed, clearly, before the episode is over, and since it's been in all the previews, not into the last five minutes of the episode. Now, I don't like slimy food, and that plate of food that they get looks like my nightmare. What the hell is Crispella Egg Fiorentina with, well, I know what caviar is, but what the hell is that? A, a my nightmare on a plate. It looked crazy. Oh my god, it looks so disgusting. And then tag... Tagaletiali? I don't know. <laughs> and it had the last white truffle in the world. Is that true? There, I, there I have heard no about truffles. More. 
There's no more white truffles. There are in the world. no more taglieri white with truffle. white truffle. I mean, I, I haven't. I How listen. expensive has that got to be? Listen, I didn't. I didn't look it up, but I'm going to believe what Volcari or whatever his name had to say. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how you find truffles? No. Pigs. Pigs. Yeah, you go hunting for them, and you know how much money you can get for truffles. I watched this like documentary series about them, and like they use pigs to hunt them down, and then they dig and they find them, and they like sell them for so much and they only last for so long once they're unearthed it's so crazy but it was fascinating to learn about that is fascinating i had no idea yeah so now mary wants all these women to kind of write down in their journals and talk about what their biggest like trust issues or, or issue in general is but all the girls are like nah now I don't want to do that. Now <laughs> I don't want to write. I want to talk. Yeah, that's talking. So Mary's like, "Well, let's just do this one at a time." And of course, well, Lisa thinks that's a really a good idea by confirming. I love that. She, she loves that. <laughs> See, she said it like three or four times. Uh, so As, Mary talks about how she just has trust issues. Okay, girl. And we got that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and listen, again, watch that YouTube video interview that I posted. You'll find out why she has trust issues because she's up to no good. It Scandalous. Seems. Um, so Mary has trust issues. Whitney has been doing the opposite and not working on not allowing other people's opinions to bother her. And then winks at Lisa about not being a swinger. Yeah. She's like, that was for Lisa. <laughs> yes. So all of these girls are being very humble, but not Lisa. Here she comes. Her biggest issue is that she sets goals for herself that are too high. <sighs> She's always trying to be her best self. And then there goes Whitney's beautiful brand of shade again with, is that confidence or arrogance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jen Shaw talks about her dad dying. And she's the oldest of six kids. So... That's a big deal in her culture. That's... It's also been a big deal. And again, I think the Salt Lake City that people who have lived here a very long time is a different Salt Lake City than the, what we've experienced coming yeah. here. Because Jen Shaw talks about people didn't understand her skin color, her dark complexion, where she comes from, um, and, and her culture in general. And now me coming here and a lot of our friends that we've met since here are like oh my gosh it's so repressed here it's so conservative here but again when we've come here i'm like oh my gosh look at all the different colors of skin and all the diff all the culture i mean we live right across the street from the multicultural center yeah and i think that utah and in salt lake city well maybe not utah but salt lake city is full of culture and full of diversity but i get that that's not always been the salt lake city that has existed before you know we missed this this is salt lake city 2.0 <laughs> it's salt it lake is. city 2.0 and i hope that people who live here or who have lived here for a very long time are starting to see that you know yeah. i i, I ho hope that that's the case a lot of them are you know are homosexual men who still feel very betrayed by their faith and uh, we and we have a lot of friends here that are ex-mormons so i i get that they don't see the salt lake city that we see no but um after jen goes off and kind of explaining why she has been 
off the handle. She at least does give Meredith an apology. And Meredith is thankful that, for that apology. Mary would be very thankful for an apology as well. But she, she didn't, didn't get one. one. You know what? The more that I think about it, I don't know if it's actually jealousy that Jen Shaw is dealing with. I think that she just really doesn't respect Mary. Like I said, she had to fight for everything that she had in life, and Mary hasn't. Everything's been handed to her on a, on a gold platter. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. If I how... wouldn't have respect. I wouldn't have respect for her. Well, I mean, it's clear how you feel about Mary. And, you know, again, I, 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 to be honest with you, the more I get to know about her, I don't hate her. I'm just more fascinated by her, and I can't wait to see what more TV she brings me. She's definitely got a crazy backdrop story, but... The more I'm getting to know her, the more I'm realizing that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether you love them or you hate them, they're bringing us some just gangbusters TV. Like, again, these ladies are my favorite. They've become my obsession. This show is wacko in all of the best of ways, and I already can't wait to see what happens next week. Me too. It's an exciting episode, and so I'm excited for this next episode. Seriously. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Real house bears of salt lake city and we will be back with another episode next week in the meantime make sure to follow us on all the social media platforms on facebook and instagram we are the real house bears of slc on twitter we are house bears of slc and if you wouldn't mind heading over to our YouTube channel and subscribing, and also if you have iTunes podcasts, go give us a listen and give us a little bit of a rating. You can find us on all of the podcasting platforms, Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple iTunes. So go subscribe to us, give us a listen, and give us a good rating where you can. Uh, you can also get us, send us an email uh, at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening this week, and we'll be back again next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.